Hello and welcome to the third way. The third way is a podcast all about exploring the worlds of the mind, art, and how people function together. Art is a prelude for change. In 1937, Pablo Picasso depicted the massacre of a Basque village in Guernica. This was the beginnings of a rise against fascism. Barack Obama's campaign poster, with hope as the message by the artist Shepard Fairey, is an iconic image that has come to represent the 2008 presidential campaign and the election of the first African American president. Duchamp's fountain incited countless important questions such as what makes something a work of art and what is the role of art institutions in evaluating and qualifying art these questions initiated by Duchamp's works helped form the direction of art from the 20th century up until this day illustrator Norman Rockwell depicted the normalities of American mid-century life both the good and the bad Painting in 1964, the work shows a young black lady named Ruby Bridges walking down the road on her way to attend an all-white school. She's flanked by security due to the racial hatred this incited. She walks past the racial slurs written on the walls. It became an iconic image of the civil rights. Once again, the backdrop for life is changing. Artists find themselves with empty plinths signs that demand freedom roads are now carriers of names and choral chants of justice and equality the space is being forged for a new sound and a new image of society i believe true artists and revolutions are identical twins you can't tell the difference between them hello everybody we are here at the third way as you know um and we're so excited to have a really fun guest with us today um so you're going to hear from myself from Asifus hi Sif hey Jess how are you doing uh, i'm good thank you and from our friend Daniel James Bailey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> We need a band like we do at Jimmy Fallon. Yes, <laughs> one day we'll have that. One day yeah. we'll have that. Um, Daniel, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, for everybody who's listening, Daniel is an absolute legend. He is a actor, singer, dancer, filmmaker writer editor all the things um and a, literally a creative legend um as always we're going to have all his details in the show notes because we really want you to connect with him mm -hmm. and he's also the founder of the palace of the dog so daniel we're just so pumped that you're here um why don't you introduce yourself tell us a little bit about yourself so i'm daniel um <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of crazy like hearing back like all of those things that you say that I do um but I never set out to do those things yeah right. they kind of just happened by accident and um one thing that I always like try and like 
say to people who endeavor to be a creative of any sort is allow um allow yourself to like pick up new tools mm. and allow yourself to evolve all the time um because inevitably creativity is communication yeah. and um it's like a language so picking up new languages all these things i think that's really important and that's that's something that i really enjoy um mm. but yeah so um i I'm by trade, I guess. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm an actor, singer, and I've done a couple shows in the West End. Been doing that for the past ten years, and um, wow. yeah, it has been great. It's been it's been really really great, and I've learned a lot from that. Um, mm. But out of all out of all of the experiences that I've had in in the shows, is um, is I learned I learned a lot about myself and and my own voice. Yeah. Um, I've always been the the kind of kid uh, growing up who always had too much information. Right. My mom would always give me too much information <laughs> about things, and yeah. I wouldn't know what to do with it. I just it was just <laughs> there, and especially when I was coming into environments like where I was working with other people on stage or yeah. working for people, I realized that hey, I enjoy performing but actually who am I performing for and right. what's this doing for me? Yeah. And so that's where um, the Palace of the Dogs was kind of born out of that. Yeah. Um, I was in Lion King at the time and I'd gone to watch some, go to some exhibition right. and I just had something to say about it. And me being a bush <laughs> on stage <laughs> wasn't really the, uh, the best medium for me to express <laughs> what I wanted to express. Talk, talk to us about being a bush yeah. what did that look well, like well <laughs> so this this bush right he, he, it's a nipple bush right and there were three of us in yeah. can you feel the love tonight okay and we were at the front of the stage and we were like three bushes with like these huge like nipples on us <laughs> like different color nipples my goodness <laughs> And we like had to like move slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Slow moving nipples on stage. Yeah. Brilliant. You see? You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. Yeah. And some I've I've I have i have had like some people like send me pictures of myself. They've come to watch me in the show and they've seen me in that and they've like snuck pictures of me to be like oh my word. Whoa, you look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> in the nipple bush. Okay, sorry. Um so you you kind of from there you said you um you started the Palace of the Dogs to create right. a space where you can freely express yourself. Mm. Yeah, so um so yeah, I kinda call those years like my practice years and mm. I was just allowing I was just practicing. I was like, Oh actually I know how to write. Yeah. Oh actually I like take doing photography, I like filmmaking. Ooh, mm. I like document documenting things. Yeah. Um and then from there it was like, Oh, I'm producing events now. I'm producing like content for yeah. people I like to support people and then that kind of like grew and then um two years ago I kind of um enlisted my team yeah um Chia Phoenix who's been my mentor since I was 14 wow. years old um she taught me dance and has just been there 
to guide me through just not even creative stuff but just through like life stuff yeah um, and it, I just found it was really important for her to be on board um Vanessa Fisher who is an amazing activist um writer blogger yep. content maker performer and um Kieran McGinn who's a fine artist he is like so good so so good and like such a great creative director so yeah that's my team amazing yeah nice and so what do you guys do at the palace of the dog um so, so we so we produce content that um that is focused around art but using art as a vessel for our social and political views and we also yeah. support um support artists who believe who use their work for the same thing um our aim is is to is to kind of be a a, a hub for for marginalized people and to, to, yeah. to just kind of learn how we can pick up tools that are yeah. around art to um to to vocalize i think it's so yeah. important especially as well we're a black team um but we kind of focus a lot on um on like the history of how we use how we've used art as a culture yeah right and mm -hmm. kind of like connecting back to that and that understanding and now from there how do we elevate yeah. i mean initially um we our focus because of our community our focus was mostly on um on people who work in theater because we right. found that a lot of people who work in theater rely on the industry to be creative uh -huh. and um so we kind of wanted to like open up open up different tools to those people um right. but as we've grown we've kind of seen that hey there's so many voices out there yeah. so mm -hmm. want to be a part of a part of that and elevating that obviously you've kind of touched on a lot of what we're now going to dive into a little bit deeper and the reason why we invited you into this conversation today is um because we want to talk a little bit about art for change and um how art can contribute to change, social change, uh, maybe even individual change. I don't know. Like it's, it's kind of up, up for discussion. And we are now in a, I guess, in, in, a, in a time of a lot of turbulence again, um, whether it's yeah. the fact that we're in a global pandemic, um, whether it's the fact that we're in another global pandemic called racism that has reared its ugly head yet again, um, mm. there is so much going on in this world and, and I just wanted to take some time to talk amongst the three of us about how can we as artists, as creatives play a role? Do we play a role? Um, do we have a responsibility around it all? So maybe to start us off, um, Daniel, obviously a lot of the work that you do sits around that field. How has it been for you guys, um, being someone who's been doing this work of art for change for such a long time. We have a motto in, in the Palace of the Dogs and we say we can't despise them. We can't dis mm. we can't despise people of of where they are in their journey. Awesome, yeah. And I feel like it's so important to to recognize where we've started yeah. and 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 our own journey and just um mm. and just and just celebrate those who are who 
even though it might have come at like a time where it's really popular to be speaking and to be creating things that are about this and you they may not have been talking about that before but Mm -hmm. hey they're doing it now so I think that is really really important um Mm -hmm. I but one thing that I think is very very important especially in terms of like this um this slogan kind of mentality that we're having at the moment is that um even though these people might be making these this content um I think it should be part of their journey to really to really learn about what they're saying whether that might whether that's on a placard or whether that's in their art um I think it's really important that they take Mm. the time to educate themselves on what they're actually saying because that it holds a responsibility yeah so do you think the impact this is an interesting thought what do you think it does to the impact of a message when art is for lack of a better word somewhat shallow because it becomes pop culture Mm. when actually what we were doing before was somewhat I don't know like indie yeah right Mm. or like gorilla (laughs) right gorilla style (laughs) it then it becomes a popular thing to do Mm. I think there's I think there's space for all of it Mm. I think there's space for all of it and I think there's space for all of our journeys within that yeah but I I sometimes it sometimes it's disheartening to me mm. to like to see how much how much force they're putting into the the into the message but don't know what's behind yeah. it. Yeah. So I don't know how long it's gonna last, which is why I use the word pop. Yeah. Because it yeah. feels very poppy how long is this gonna how, yeah how's this gonna last how long is it gonna last um yeah right yeah. yeah it seems like there is a sense of um falling into what sort of a lot of modern art has essentially become which is some trend of escapism wow um you know people would have made art just in the period before what we're living in now where people would um draw speak paint sing or move towards or even build things that were real that had a a, almost a true reference towards something that was concrete and um, had some eternal value to it or whatever and then um, I'm sure there was a change at some point where they we moved to escaping from what's real so then all art that was created was almost like a break from real life so Considering the circumstances that we live, that we that this thing has erupted in, which is being stuck at home, having not a lot to do with with your life, or mm. you're trying to find and look for interesting things to do, it's like, oh, one, it gets everyone out of the house. And look, I'm not saying everyone feels this way. I'm sure there are thousands of genuine people mm. out there. Um, but what's easy to see is that on on some levels, the it's almost it's almost as if Black Lives Matter as a hashtag is an escape wow. from what, what people have had as real life. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> you just, I think you just hit the nail on the head. If people aren't understanding the message behind it and the message behind a, a, a plaque or a, a cardboard sign, then it ends up becoming 
um, escapism a trend. and a trend. Yeah, I, I want to yeah. sit on that thought for a little bit because I feel like you just you just articulated something that I felt when I've been to the protest over the last couple of weeks um, mm. where I carried in myself uh, a deep sadness and it was different from the sadness of the grief over what happened. Um, it was more of, and, and I couldn't really articulate it, but I would find myself <clears throat> looking around and, and seeing a lot of um, allies or wannabe allies, um, you know, marching and screaming. And and I, and, and I, I kept feeling that sense of sadness. And it just was like this sense of, because you never want to question anyone's authenticity either like it you know you don't want to mm. you don't want to assume that you know how genuine they are because you, you know we don't but there was this real sense of um do you all actually know that this is life and death like this is mm. this is like legit for people and I, and I found myself getting really annoyed when people started chanting like you know fuck Trump, fuck Boris things, not because I like either of them, don't get me wrong, <laughs> mm, mm. but because it, <clears throat> it felt like a co-opting of what the actual march was about. And I'm saying all of that to say what you just said, Seif, is about art as an escapism and as entertainment has become the culture. So therefore that is, that is our default. So, so there's, a, there's an mm. opportunity to escape. We're going to go for mm. it. And I don't know if I'm making sense right, but I'm like trying to like articulate how what you just said mm. really resonates. And I feel like, mm. which brings us back to the topic, there's a real responsibility for the people who do maybe call themselves activists or for artists in general to go, actually, are we going to, do we need a renaissance of the arts? where we come back to a place where the arts isn't just escapism anymore. We allow entertainment to exist. Like we separate it. We allow entertainment to exist, but we, as artists, do we have a responsibility to come back into the, that space where we understand that we've got to dig deep for our art and we've got to push that into the forefront to actually use art for change. I think we have to look at, at the kind of structure or where we hold art anyway. Um, Interesting. And, and, mm. and kind of and kind of what, ha I think for me anyway, it art has become a very capitalist thing and it's become mm. a thing that is mm. about, about what is trendy. And mm -hmm. yeah. that, isn't, that isn't coming from an authentic place. So I can't really mm. call most pop, popular things, I can't really call it art. It's wow. just a product, something to be sold. <clears throat> if we're looking at something that is mm. truly art, I feel like it has to come from from us, and it has to be something that is personal to the individual. So it it doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter if it if it's something that we call um um something that is activism, but it has to come mm. from you, and it has to be authentic. It can't be just mm. oh, this is really mm. popular right now, and this is what is going to make me popular. So I'm going to do this right. because it's not it's not real. Mm. Um, and I yeah. think if we if we start to have a better idea of what actual art is, and then yeah. then it won't even matter. 
then then we then yeah. we won't even be mm-hmm. having this conversation but it's because we place we've placed art as something just to buy mm. rather than something that is a vessel for our thoughts mm. and our voices right it's interesting yeah um i'm seeing a lot of uh, magazine um magazine covers that now have um either a black person on them or has um, a, a photo from a protest that's happened um, or a variety of that kind of stuff, which don't get me wrong is they are all the right images. Um, but in line with what you were saying, Daniel, I, I, I feel like it's, it's a way for the brand that already exists to um, um, almost like market themselves along with the trend that's right. already taking place. The moment, a a big organization for someone like time magazine for mm. example who you know i don't know anything about them so i can't really comment on their on their moral status or anything but for, for for them to use a photograph like that on their magazine cover you almost um you wonder right yeah it's it's they've got s- such a large following so any photo image they they post will be shared or viewed by a large group of people mm-hmm. um but you're wondering then how come about a month and a half ago a photo of I, do you know what I mean a photo that told a story about black lives not having it right i wrote i did i made a film called the eulogy and and okay. one of the lines that i say in it um is you price our pain and wear it as fashion Wow, and that like what you just said kind of like sums it up. It just, it. I feel, I feel like <laughs> at the moment it's just, it's just popular, and that's what that's what scares me about the kind of like the slogan mm. kind of thing yeah. that's happening right now. Um, yeah, is what happens afterwards. I would like to come back to this statement that you just made about, um, you know, we have to go back to or find out what real art is. What does real authentic art mean in the context of we are in the system? We recognize that just pushing the system or just feeding the system is not the answer because then we go from Mm. one headline to the next and we don't see real change. And as artists, we don't stick at anything long enough to actually push for that particular change but then there's the other side of the coin of i've got to eat mm. i'm i can only go off of like what i do right <laughs> so yeah. this is why i most people don't know that i act and i sing because the most yeah. of the things that i have to do to like make money on stage i have to go through a lot of like problematic things yeah so then then all of the art that i make is like is almost is all that i personally make is almost fueled by the fact that this industry this creative industry this theater industry Mm. that talks about being all inclusive and and doing all these things but it's not really um yeah it it it, that Mm. using now taking on my own art i using that that responsibly um right it's so difficult but then i like i think mm. like look at beyonce 
Yeah. Beyonce was the was was the perfect black girl. Because yeah. she didn't seem black until she was like, yeah, right. I've broken past this point now where I'm immortal and mm. I can't tell me anything. So yeah. I think So there's I guess strategy yeah. plays a role. Which which you know, brings us back to the fact that this is a marathon and not a sprint. And obviously we're Mm. talking specifically um, because that is a relevant topic and that is where we find ourselves in terms of our intersectionality in our Mm, space. mm. It's like, I'm black, Daniel's black. So that's where we kind of, so we end up banging on about this issue. Mm. This is real Mm. for any, um, any art that seeks to create change Mm. in, in any sphere of life. Without Beyonce doing all the things that she's done it wouldn't have opened all the doors say for like Solange to speak the and be so vocal in her music in the way that she is so yeah I think mm. that that idea of strategy is really important how do we use the game to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. actually fuel our own endeavors I think the um the sort of index of art forms that are available to us um they can be widely used to mend and tell truer stories mm. you know just because technology in, in a way has sort of got this mastery over us and it, it's actually quickly and widely used to hurt more than it is to wow. um you know tell truer stories or actually help a a cause or a situation yeah um but i feel like that is that is a life of an artist anyway you're you have this perpetual questioning of yourself and the world and you're trying to contribute and wrestle with the ideas um, and realities that are taking place and I thought now we have platforms available to us that were actually originally created for the intention of escaping mm. from your real life but it is now available at our fingertips to bring about something of the value something of truth something that actually matters mm. and makes a difference yeah yeah that's interesting mm. and I was just thinking as you were saying that as well see if there's this other challenge of being in the game but being authentic but you know using art for all, all those like tensions is actually allowing ourselves giving ourselves time and giving our art yeah. time and giving our art um for, for our art to be authentic allowing it to have time like I think about a lot of um, the some of the writing I've done recently, like the words I'm speaking or writing now, they have been birthed in me over the last ten years. Mm. And and the, I think there is something to be said. I'm I'm not saying to like always wait ten years, but <laughs> I think there's something to be said where our culture is so because we have everything at our fingertips and because it's so easy to just put stuff out all the time really quickly. Mm. That maybe part of our strategy um, to become more impactful as artists for change is to actually give ourselves more time mm. Mm. so that, you know, give our creative process more time and don't feel like we have to put everything out straight away, yeah. everything we mm. create. So I'd like to maybe talk a little bit about the creative process in that context and maybe both of you um, could share a little bit, and maybe Daniel, if you start about what your process looks like and how you, how, how do you decide what you put out? For us at the Palace of the Dogs, everything is 
not 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 a strategy but it starts off with brainstorm and it and it mm. always starts off with things that we care about or things mm. or always starts mm. off with us and then we yeah. figure out what kind of mediums best best suit that um, yeah like mm. we've got a web series but that web series has been something that we're we've been working on for two years and we've been writing right. <laughs> to make sure that it's it's as authentic as possible um yeah because mm. i think with any kind of like activism art um it has to be authentic to 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 you because you can't just throw a broad sheet out there and hope to catch as many people as yeah. possible um people yeah. within mm. within your art it, you always have to people want to see you people yeah. want to see you they don't want to see this yeah. basically they don't want to see the slogan because anybody can do a slogan mm. they want to see mm. they want to see mm. you so if anything everything always starts off with with me or Vanessa or Chia or Kieran it always starts with us a personal thing um mm. Mm. yeah and then we find what medium works best or if we have to pick up other mm -hmm. tools to be able to articulate our mm. our voices or our narrative mm. Mm. so that you you give it the time it needs to be authentic yeah yeah definitely 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 mm. unless it's mm. unless it's something that we know that we're like okay we care about this but how are we going to use our art to explore mm. that to, yeah. to, to kind of find mm. the answer about the question that we that we're mm. posing yeah it's like that it's like a connection mm. between you have to i i feel like my art and the process and the quickness or whatever the process it it mm. it stems from me being from listening to myself and like mm. and mm. then letting that connect with my process and the art so now whatever right. i make and i'm not the best filmmaker i'm not the best but as long as i look at you're very good but yeah <laughs> but i as long as i look at that i look at my work and go i'm satisfied that that articulates everything that i'm saying and mm -hmm. once that connection is made something could take me some some films that i make take me like half a day and that's that's mm. like super quick i'm like yeah that's exactly what i wanted to say um yeah right. but it's also then <laughs> it also then takes away from this um i've also taken this ideology about being successful with my art yeah i have to kind of just go do you know what why am i doing this am i doing <laughs> this because i i want loads of people to watch it or am yeah. i just doing this because i just want to articulate how I'm feeling and hopefully it resonates with somebody else. Art that is art for change, which I think we all agree we need. And, and we've heard again at the start when Cephas went through all the different ways in which art has changed history. We need mm. artists that create art for change. Yeah. But it comes back to the artists and it comes back yeah. to who am I creating for? And am I creating for the system or am I creating because there's an, a, a burning inside me mm -hmm. that I have to yeah. articulate something to bring change? Mm. Like, if you look at all the greats, like, 
so many of them didn't get recognition until after they were dead. (laughs) And they weren't successful in the terms that we define success today. Mm. But um, they were impactful because their art was authentic. And I wonder whether rather Mm. than strive for success, we should strive for impact. Mm. And impact can be my poem might just impact one person. But if that one person changes something about their life and their life would be a little bit better, Mm. then I've had impact. And that's what I want my art to do. I want my art to to bring change. And whether that's one or 100 or 100,000 can't be my driving force. To to lead on that, Mm. Jess, I would agree because artists need to fall back in line with permanency in their Mm. art. It's, um, you know, when someone painted um, something, I mean, let me let me use the example of the Sistine Chapel, for example. Mm. Those are permanent pieces of work mm-hmm. that even today induce a certain, I don't know, insight or, you know, <clears throat> revelation or truth or whatever. Um, and the reason why a lot of artists were famous after they died is because they made permanent pieces of work that, could be recognized even after mm. they weren't around. Yeah. How many how many singles can an artist put out and say, after I die, these are going to be recognized <laughs> as yeah. do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um so I think the the sort of the, the temporary the sort of the how do I put it? It's kind of here today, gone tomorrow mm. mentality type of art that um, that ends up being made a lot mm-hmm. is um is what is kind of removing the art from being impactful because impact or even something like a revolution that artists um, are very much a part yeah. of um, has a, has a permanent sort of side yeah. side to it and it yeah. needs to be recognised because it's not like um, you revolt today and tomorrow you, it's gone <laughs> because... You know, I mean, that is um, the spirit of the age, happening. but that's not the goal. Yeah. Like our, our goal exactly. would be um, that all revolution that we strive mm. for at the moment would actually be lasting. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, and we as artists, we need to anticipate, mm-hmm. you know, s- structural change in society. And we need to anticipate um, the the world that we don't yet have. But you, you're, you're, with, your, with the art you make, you're able to forecast mm. the world. To come. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. So I, think, I think these, yeah. And these things are almost permanent futures that we're trying to bring into mm. being. Um, and as artists, we need to subvert what what exists at the moment and be ruthless about it, but still, you know, yeah. use the pain and the joy and the ecstatic struggle that we have to uh, make us and everyone else aware of the way life yeah. is. And the fact that it won't do slash, hey, here is a world that we can usher in almost yeah. um, and begin to tell, tell the stories. Um, it's going to take all of us. Um, it's not about one or two or 10 people having like this humongous impact on billions and then everything's going to change. But it's mm-hmm. everyone who calls themselves an artist has the potential yeah. to create, to paint a picture of a better future. Right. And mm-hmm. if everyone who writes a poem writes it for impact and not success, and then that poem influences one or two or three people, everybody's impacted. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. It's actually going to require everybody. And, and I like this notion of art for change is, is prophetic art. Like it's, yeah. 
you know, yeah, not fortune telling, but prophetic. Mm, mm, and it, A, mm. what does that mean? It speaks of the truths at play right now, but it also paints a picture of a better future. I've been, I've been thinking a lot recently about how the backdrop for artists is changing. Mm. I mean, Daniel, I'm thinking about the kind of films that you make and um, we're seeing a lot of empty plinths in London now. Mm. Um, and I'm wondering what the what we're going to put on on the plinths. And I'm I'm you know random thought, if it's possible to commission a hundred or a fifty or a hundred inch TV on the plinth and have one of your stories playing on it continuously for Ooh. a day. I mean, I mean, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> Because, guys, the, the plinths are empty. The, there's something needs yeah. to go on the plinth. And whether that's a demand for freedom or someone's going to, you know, get expensive paint and write the names of people that need to be recognised um, on, on the roads, which we're seeing a lot now. Roads aren't roads anymore. They're black canvases yeah. for yeah. art. Like, it's, you know... Um, I love that. Uh, yeah. Daniel, like the next, space project. Yeah, next project. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like... There's there's a new sound and an image of society that is, it's it's mm. about to happen, um, because the moment art gets te- taken down, like it it will be replaced mm. with something, and I feel like we have the space and the reason. It's not like we need a reason, guys, for, <laughs> for right. treating people equally, but it's, um, but I'm I'm yeah. just saying if the plinths if the plinths are empty, let's that's let's occupy something it. on it that's worth being on it. I love that. That's like a call to action to all those of you who are listening, who are artists. Yeah. Let's create art that can, that can go on the plinths Mm. and whether they do or they don't go on the physical plinths that are empty. There are empty plinths in society and in our thinking spaces in our, you know, we talk about dismantling a system of racism, for example, Mm. once it's dismantled, we're going to have to rebuild. Exactly. Mm, and yeah. I think as artists, we, not all of us have to be the dismantlers. Some of us have to be creating what we're going to put in its place. Mm, mm, yeah. I don't know what you think around that, Daniel. Completely. Completely. I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah. I think, um, but again, we have to to be able to do that we have to we have to be able to connect to our voices yeah. our personal yeah. voices Brilliant. in order yeah. to do that mm. um and this is why yeah. this slogan culture is so it's it's kind of dangerous because it's kind of like okay mm. let's smash everything down and then they go yeah. oh but what are we going to what are we going to put there now yeah yeah it's almost like we need to cancel slogan culture you know that there are people listening who are maybe like that's all cool guys but i'm not an activist or I'm not even a prime, like primarily an artist. Um, mm. So I guess the question then is how can those people that are listening and maybe feel like that, how can they use whatever their small or big expression of art is? Um, how can they use that for change without necessarily being an activist? And I wonder whether 
a way to do that is to actually take ownership of canceling slogan culture mm -hmm. and get authentic mm -hmm. in your art, in what you say, in what you tweet, mm -hmm. in what you Instagram, and in what you, you know, talk about, like, get rid of slogan culture and start digging yeah. deeper again. I think, I think also the, the issue is, is that a lot of people go, well, why would I, why would I put that out? Why would I create this if nobody's yeah. listening? Right. But what, what is, mm. what is the process of creating doing for you, the artist? Because the... I'm snapping my fingers, <laughs> you can't see me, but... <laughs> because the, the art isn't just for, for the masses, it isn't, yeah. It's also for yourselves. And what is that yeah. what is that healing for you to actually mm -hmm. be able to put yourself, put your voice into something that's tangible? And no mm -hmm. matter how big mm -hmm. or small the audience, at least they're hearing you and not the mm -hmm. the you that is popular. The yeah. you that you think mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. everybody wants to hear. At yeah. least at least right. the, the what you're showing might touch what like mm. you were saying earlier might touch one person mm. might touch two people but it's changing mm. something we all long for um you know to use martin luther king jr's language we all long for beloved community we all long for this space where we can be our authentic selves and not you know not free from conflict not free from mm. from disagreements and mm. all of that but where there's so much respect for everybody that we can actually have those conflicts and disagreements in a way. The reality is the only way we're going to ever get even close to that space is if we are that space. So, you know, the, the authentic society that we desire is only going to happen if there's a whole lot of individual authentic people who dare mm. to put out their true right. selves, whether that is through art, yeah, which is obviously what we're talking about mm. today, but w whether it is in anything right. else, whether it's, you know, and we, you've got your Brene Brown to so talk about vulnerability and all of that. The only way we're mm. going to create that society is if, if we start yeah. just being mm. it. Completely. Completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a lingering mm. responsibility mm. at this point in time. I would go as far as saying a mum who's teaching their child the right things and explaining stuff that's going on to them as much of an artist as much as someone who is, yep. you know, putting out a new... Yeah, completely. ...addressing what's going on. Yeah, I believe yeah. everybody. Like, you know, like, you yeah. tell people, oh, mm. everybody can sing, but everybody, like, everybody yeah. is... Because we are just creative people. Beings, we're creative, yeah. We're creative yeah. beings. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, creativity yeah. is communication. Yeah, what a beautiful for, full circle we just did there. Because <laughs> you started with that statement. You started our conversation with oh, the brilliant. statement that creativity is communication. And so, just as we come um, to a close of this beautiful conversation, I feel like we could talk about this for like another <laughs> hour, two hours, three hours. Um, but just maybe as we come to a close, Daniel, what, what are some things that you would maybe sh encourage people with, share people with, and then also we obviously want to know 
where we can find you and we're going to put all that in show notes and stuff like that so in terms of people like what do i want people to know i want people to know that their voice is valid like Mm. and i know that we're in a culture Mm. where we like where only some people are allowed to to express themselves in certain ways but please pick up every everything that you see everything that you feel like can articulate your voice pick it up Mm. because it's so important that you're heard especially for those Mm. people who are marginalized in society yeah um it's so important that um that we find ways to speak because Mm. our environment Mm. doesn't allow for us to just go it doesn't allow for us to go to the the houses Mm. of parliament and say well i think (laughs) 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 yeah yeah yeah. so um please Mm. and in and uh, and only for yourself as well. Only for yourself. Mm. Only for your own process, so that you don't. Yeah. So that you mm. you feel like you have somewhere to put your voice, and yeah. th- that you're not just walking around with with feeling unheard. Like you put it into something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. And that's all the Palace of the Dogs is really about. Is like, where yeah. do we put? Where do we as marginalized people? Where do we put? our voices when we're not heard so um i guess you can find yeah. us um our website Amazing. is the pa- www.thepaliceofthedogs.com and um, yep. our instagram is the palace of the dogs at the palace of the dogs that's it <laughs> okay i haven't asked you that question yet but i was meaning to ask you this at the start mm. why is it called the palace of the dogs Ooh. <laughs> I'll see Ooh. so <laughs> I'm a really, really big Janelle Monáe fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And her first video, Tightrope, was set in an Mm -hmm. asylum called the Palace of the Dogs. And in this Mm -hmm. asylum, they kept creative people inside of it because they believed that creativity makes magic. So I wanted to create a place where all of this magic could just like bounce around unreal i love that (laughs) we all need to be part of the palace of the dogs and create to create magic i love that and i love as well like yes brilliant i love as well that you know we talked about art for change in this whole conversation and i feel like the bottom line is Art can bring change for us personally and individually. Mm -hmm. I loved what you just said, like use art for your process, Mm. journal, paint, whatever. Like I know I suck at painting, but sometimes when I listen to a podcast, rather than take notes, I will take out watercolors Mm. and I'll just like draw what comes into my mind as I listen to what I listen to. Never going to show it to anybody because it is not pretty <laughs> but it it helps me it's a way to express exactly. myself so art for change for us on the inside but art for change for our society mm. and let's create art mm. that is authentic mm. that has a vision of legacy and an understanding that we're creating not just for tomorrow we're not creating for success mm. but we're creating for impact mm. um believing that as we all do that we can actually see change. Yeah, that's so dope. See a better world. That's so dope. Like it's really beautiful. I was just thinking, like when you were saying, like actually, when you 
when you are making the art for yourself and then you realize Ooh. that you're actually fine tuning your your skills and yeah and like you're actually it's a beautiful yeah, cycle you're finding your voice within this art form mm. and then next thing you know people are calling you oh you're 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 just the um the artist or you're just the poet do you know what i mean yeah mm. it's not gonna i'm no one's ever gonna call me for just the paper i'm just putting that out there um so as much as there's fine tuning going uh, on um not gonna happen but i hear what you're saying you never know. <laughs> Never know. I never know. I never know. Someone might pick, right. pick, go in your room one day and see it and be like, whoa, this really speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the way a five-year-old painting speaks to their parent, maybe. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, as always, you can find references about everything that we talked about um, in our conversation today in our show notes, uh, where you'll find the website of the Palace of the Dog, social media handles, Daniel's connection, and there's a few other things we touched on that we're going to share with you on our show notes. And also, as always, make sure you comment and let us know what you think. And thanks so much for listening. Thank you.